All right, we're going to be picking up on chapter three of Jim Keith's book, Saucers of the Illuminati. This is chapter three, Mind Manipulators. To understand the motives that might prompt humans to organize such a massive deception, a mass mind-twisting of this scope, I believe that we should look outside the literature of UFOs, consulting the history of other recent and verifiable mass manipulations and deceptions. If we're attempting to unravel the secret of the most perplexing mystery of this century, we should acknowledge that certain segments of mankind, in order to accomplish their power-hungry plans, have often been happy to pull a veil over the eyes of, if not put out the eyes of, their fellows who inhabit this earth. Since the middle of this century, and very probably before that, the intelligence agencies of the United States, as well as other countries, have been involved in covert programs intended to modify beliefs and behavior, to control the minds of the population of the world. The rubric, national security, quote-unquote, is employed by these manipulators as a catch-all shield to veil the illegal and definitely immoral activities of intelligence agencies involved in a welter of Orwellian mind-bending programs such as Artichoke, MKUltra, and MKDelta. Although intelligence agency brainwashing is only very rarely spoken of in the mass media, this does not reflect its prevalence or on the magnitude of its ambitions, which have involved thousands of programs and billions of dollars of funding into research on mind alteration and control of often unwitting victims. Many volumes, although few published by major publishing houses, have been filled with horrendous accounts of brainwashing, electroshock, psychosurgery, drug experimentation, and the experimental injection of hostile bacteria and viruses, all performed by our employees, the U.S. military and intelligence agencies. Walter Bowart, in the classic expose, Operation Mind Control characterizes the purpose of intelligence agencies as being, quote, to take human beings, both citizens of the United States and citizens of friendly and unfriendly nations, and transform them into unthinking, subconsciously programmed zombies, motivated without their knowledge and against their wills to perform in a variety of ways in which they would not otherwise willingly perform. This is accomplished through the use of various techniques called by various names, including brainwashing, thought reform, behavior modification, hypnosis, and conditioned reflex therapy." Unquote. A survey of some of the Gothic monuments in the landscape of mind control research include the advent of television in the late 1940s has provided a potent mind drug administered to the vast majority of the population. 
providing a substitution for actual human life in the modulating and hypnotic electronic flicker of the television tube, studies have been conducted showing that television actually induces a trance state that, with years of watching, becomes permanent. Television is, without a doubt, the most potent societal sophoric in the mind-control arsenal. Susan Bryce, writing in Nexus, aptly describes what takes place during television watching. Quote, There is so much information coming at viewers over a short time that they sit lethargically staring blankly at the screen. This is precisely what you are supposed to do. In this lethargic mode, when people are almost snoozing, more is taken in subconsciously by the mind. Have you ever wondered why people fall asleep in front of the TV? Viewers become passive recipients on the treadmill of mindless consumerism, routed endlessly from one shopping center to another, buying, buying, buying. Mass programmed shoppers becoming absorbed in the pursuit of media popularized roles or fashions in the vain hope of becoming loved, respected, rich, socially popular, or sexually desirable. Sheep who venerate compulsive neurotic behavior as normal, desirable human contact. Unquote. Madness Network News chronicled that. Quote, between 1953 and 1967, the CIA paid Ewan Cameron over $18,000 to test LSD, Thorazine, and sensory, sensory deprivation on mental patients. Dr. Carl Pfeiffer was paid $25,000 a year by the CIA to drug prisoners with LSD. Dr. Harris Isbell drugged prisoners with LSD for 11 years under CIA auspices. Dr. Louis Jolton West of UCLA, Dr. Sidney Mallets, Dr. James B. Cattell, Dr. Amadeo Marezzi, Dr. Paul Hoke, and many other psychiatrists were also on the CIA payroll, unquote. Robert Heath at Tulane University in 1955, was employed by the U.S. Army to combine the administering of LSD with implanted brain electrodes on psychiatric victims. Between 1952 and 1957, Dr. Paul Hawk at the New York Psychiatric Institute was funded to the tune of $200,000 by the Army to research mind control by drugging on humans. 1956 saw the CIA authorizing the use of bulbocapenine and other drugs on state penitentiary inmates. Bulbocapenine was deemed to be essentially useful in inducing catatonic states in which brainwashing and implanting of information or commands could be performed. In 1961, Dr. W. Fry and Dr. R. Myers conducted experimentation involving the use of focused ultrasonics to create brain lesions, while in 1963, Dr. Peter Lindstrom at the University of Pittsburgh used sonic beams in the focused destruction of brain tissue. 
a technique said to have been evolved to replace prefrontal lobotomies. One prime notable in mind control is Dr. Jose Delgado, who, beginning in the 1950s and funded by naval intelligence and the Air Force, among others, crafted the first radio-controlled brain implant, what he termed stemosievers. Delgado described the capability of these early crude stemosievers in the following terms, quote, It is already possible to induce a large variety of responses, from motor effects to emotional reactions and intellectual manifestations by direct electrical stimulation of the brain. Also, several investigators have learned to identify patterns of electrical activity, which a computer could also recognize, localized in specific areas of the brain and related to determined phenomenon, such as a perception of smell or visual perception of edges and movements. We are advancing rapidly in the pattern recognition of electrical correlates of behavior and in the methodology for two-way radio communication between brains and computers. The individual is defenseless against direct manipulation of the brain because he is deprived of his most intimate mechanisms of biological reactivity. In experiments, electrical stimulation of appropriate intensity always prevailed over free will. And, for example, flexion of the hand evoked by simulation of the motor cortex cannot be voluntarily avoided. Destruction of the frontal lobes produce changes in effectiveness which are beyond any personal control, unquote. Delgado's stated purpose in the invention of the steamosiever was the, quote, master control of human behavior, unquote. Although after the popular treatment of the subject in his book, Physical Control of the Mind, was released, research into the area of direct electrical stimulation of the brain was rarely referred to again. Gee, I wonder why. In the mid-70s, Dr. Lewis Jolton West, director of the Neuropsychiatric Institute at UCLA, suggested a centralized, quote, violence reduction center, unquote, to be created at an abandoned missile base in California, a concept that was greeted with approval by then-governor Ronald Reagan. Yes, he is not an innocent player in this game. West reported in a secret memo that one purpose of the center would be the implementation of brain surgery techniques. Quote, now, by implanting tiny electrodes deep within the brain, it is even possible to record bioelectrical changes in the brain of freely moving subjects through the use of remote monitoring techniques, unquote. At the same time that the military and intelligence agencies were drugging, implanting, and sawing up the brains of their experimental subjects, the nation at large was being stupefied by massive drugging promoted by the so-called medical profession and the media as the answer to their cares. Peter Schragen, Mind Control, records that, quote, 
By 1975, American physicians were writing 240 million pharmacy prescriptions annually for psychotropic medication for people who were not hospitalized. Roughly one for every man, woman, and child in the country. Enough pills, all told, to sustain a $1.5 billion industry and to keep every American fully medicated for a month, unquote. Since that time, the prevalence of pharmaceutical drugging in this country has only increased. During the 1960s, a shift seems to have taken place in emphasis in mind control product projects. The U.S. military commissioned a number of experimental projects delving into the use of electromagnetic frequencies for controlling and altering the behavior of subjects. Between 1965 and 1970, Project Pandora researched the effects of low-intensity microwaves on the health and psychology of humans. This was at the same time that the American embassy in Moscow was being irradiated by microwaves by the Russians, causing numerous harmful physiological effects in the employees there. Studying Soviet literature on microwaves for the CIA, Milton Zerat determined, quote, they believe that the electromagnetic field induced by the microwave environment affects the cell membrane, and this results in an increase of excitability or an increase in the level of excitation of nerve cells. With repeated or continued exposure, the increased excitability leads to a state of exhaustion of the cells of the cerebral cortex, unquote. Eldon Bird of the Naval Surface Weapons Office of Non-Lethal Weapons engaged in research into anti-personnel electronics described the effects of electromagnetic radiation on the offspring of animals. He spoke of, quote, a drastic degradation of intelligence later in life, couldn't learn easy tasks, indicating a very definite and irreversible damage to the central nervous system of the fetus, unquote. Bird also described experiments in which, quote, at a certain frequency and power intensity, they could make the animal purr, lay down, and roll over, unquote. Even more startling brain control possibilities were researched. A 1976 DIA report suggests that, quote, sounds and possibly even words, which appear to be originally originating intercranially, can be induced by signal modulations at very low power densities, unquote. Anna Keel in Full Disclosure magazine discusses one such experiment. Quote, Dr. Sharp, a Project Pandora researcher at Walter Reed Army Institute of Research, some of whose work was so secret that he couldn't tell his boss, conducted an experiment in which the human brain has received a message carried to it by microwave transmission. Sharp was able to record spoken words that were modulated on a microwave carrier frequency by an audiogram 
an analog of the words, sound, vibrations, and carried into his head in a chamber where he sat, unquote. Dr. James Lynn of Wayne State University, in his book, Microwave Auditory Effects and Applications, discussed the sharp experiment and remarked that, quote, the capability of communicating directly with humans by pulsed microwaves is obviously not limited to the therapeutic medicine, unquote. And Akil writes, what is frightening is that words transmitted via low-density microwaves or radio frequencies or by other covert methods might be used to create influence. For instance, According to a 1984 U.S. House of Representatives report, a large number of stores throughout the country use high-frequency transmitted words above the range of human hearing to discourage shoplifting. Stealing is reported to be reduced as much as 80% in some cases. Surely the CIA and the military haven't overlooked such useful technology." Unquote. Keel also remarks, another indication that the government entertained notions of behavior control through use of fields and sound is a 1974 research proposal by J.F. Schapitz. To test his theory, his plan was to record EEG correlates induced by various drugs and then to modulate these biological frequencies on a microwave carrier. Could the same behavioral states be produced by imposing these brainwave frequencies on human subjects? His plan went further and included inducing hypnotic states and using words modulated on a microwave carrier frequency to attempt to covertly condition subjects to perform various acts. The plan was released through Freedom of Information Act seems less part of a careful recipe for influence than Addy's and other DOD scientists' work and may have been released to mislead by lending an information beam science fiction-like quality to the work. Unquote. In an upcoming chapter, we will examine the possible use of an information beam employed in a highly science fictional manner. A 1993 issue of Tactical Technology Newsletter reported on the then-current state of Soviet mind-control technology. Quote, While visiting Russia in November 1991, Morris, Janet Morris, research director of the U.S. Global Strategy Council, a think tank located in Washington, D.C., founded by Ray Klein, Previously, a deputy director of the CIA and other members of a team sent to investigate Russian technologies for commercial development were invited to a demonstration of mind control technology. A volunteer from the U.S. team sat down in front of a computer screen as innocuous words flashed over the screen. The volunteer was only required to tell which words he liked and which words he disliked. At the end of the demonstration, the Russian staff started revealing the sensitive, innermost thoughts of the volunteer, none of which had been previously discussed. The recorded message was mixed with what appeared to be white noise or static, 
So when played back, it became indecipherable. Since there were no more volunteers in the U.S. group, the Russians volunteered to go upstairs and let the Americans choose a mental patient for demonstration. The Americans declined the offer. The Russians told Morris of a demonstration in which a group of workers were outside the hospital working on the grounds. The staff sent an acoustic psycho-correction message via their machine to the workers, telling them to put down their tools, knock on the door of the hospital, and ask if there was anything else they could do. The workers did exactly that, the Russians said. The Russians admitted to using this technology for special operations team selection and performance enhancement and to aid their Olympic athletes and an Antarctic exploration team. Unlike lie detectors, this machine can determine when the truth is spoken, according to Morris. Being an infrasound, very low-frequency type transmission, the acoustic psychocorrection message is transmitted via bone conduction. This means that earplugs will not restrict the message. An entire body protection system would be required to stop reception. The message, according to the Russians, bypasses the conscious level and is acted upon almost immediately. They also say that the messages are acted upon with exposure times of under one minute. Morris envisions this technology will be miniaturized into a handheld device. Presently, the International Healthline Corp of Richmond, Virginia, is planning to bring a Russian team of specialists to the U.S. in the near future to further demonstrate the capability. Trilateral Commission Kingpin, as Big New Brzezinski, has nicely summed up the mindset of the brain tinkers in these government-sponsored programs. In between gloating over the wonders of the coming New World Order in his book, Between Two Ages, America's Role in the Technotronic Era, quote, In the technocratic society that Brzezinski sees as the new order of society coming into ascendance after Marxism, the trend would seem to be toward the aggregation of the individual support of millions of uncoordinated citizens, easily within the reach of magnetic and attractive personalities, effectively exploiting the latest communications techniques to manipulate emotions and control reason, unquote. Could Zbig have been any more straightforward in talking about mind control? We do know that authoritarian and often covert control of society continues unabated, the techniques becoming more finely honed as experimental subjects are utilized by the thousands and then discarded. The population has been drugged, shocked, irradiated, made ill, manipulated, and even killed in the efforts of the military and intelligence agencies and their psychiatric dupes to devise the most effective and invisible manacles for the containment of members of our quote-unquote democracy. Is there any suggestion 
that this sort of mind programming might have been expanded to incorporate UFO incidents and the public's belief in UFOs to assist in their bamboozling. Whatever the answer, I believe that there is little doubt that such UFO incidents could be simulated in this fashion. What additional capabilities than those described above and the perhaps added use of hallucinogens and hypnosis along with various extraterrestrial stage props could be required in order to convince an abductee that he had been waylaid by a flying saucer rather than a dark blue van. I am not suggesting that this is the entirety of the answer to the UFO riddle, but might not mind control experimentation of this sort conducted with UFO space trappings comprise a statistically significant part and might not hoaxing unusual natural phenomenon and the tendency for UFO buffs to be extremely gullible account for most of the rest. Ufologist Otto Binder has said, quote, at any rate, it would seem that the expanding series of saucer sightings in waves from 1964 to date is all building up to a crescendo, as if the saucer men are conditioning earth people in seeing saucers and gradually forcing even the most raucousant scientists and government authorities to realize the sightings are not figments of imagination, but real. The recent huge triangular UFO seen by thousands of residents over Arizona is exactly the sort of sighting that cannot be ignored. But why would extraterrestrials have to be or be interested in conditioning humans to believe in their existence? That's a very good question. That is, of course, the end of chapter three. The next chapter, chapter four, infiltration, we will cover in the next segment.